London Business School Review Mandela's Lessons in Self-Leadership The late South African president exemplified an inner strength that all business leaders should aspire to, says Nigel Nicholson. The most important battles any leader has to face are resolved in that mysterious mental space we call the self. Nelson Mandela is the most memorable and revered leader in modern history for his actions. It was his inner strength that powered his historic achievements. This was understood for me recently when I talked with two people in South Africa who had known him well. His lifelong friend but political opponent Mangazutu Butelezi and Christo Brand, his prison guard leader for the last 15 years of his incarceration. There are lessons for us all. Mandela was a man of iron self-discipline, unshakable vision and values, enormous human warmth, high intelligence and an articulate tongue. He adhered to a strict ethical code, yet knew when to be flexible and meet the enemy with a smile, even an embrace. He is rightly judged to have been a very special leader. But how did he get to be that way? Leadership is demonstrated in moments. Mandela showed how it shines through when an individual is confronted with a situation, a problem, a person, an opportunity that the true leader grasps and uses. Sometimes this may be with deliberation and thoughtfulness. Sometimes it will be based on instinct. But in either case, it yields powerful results. The key to this is what psychologists call self-regulation. Mental discipline and dignity. This quality was visible in Mandela's power in and out of prison. Mandela was the natural and unchallenged leader of political prisoners on Robben Island, as Brand told me on the boat back from the infamous prison. When Brand pitched up on Robben Island, he was a naive, mild-mannered and politically ignorant 18-year-old. He scarcely knew who these top security prisoners were. He was greeted with stately courtesy by a tall, lean 60-year-old black man who addressed him graciously as Mr Brand, spoke fluently in Afrikaans and immediately established a rapport with his captor. Even the older political prisoners accepted Mandela's natural authority. Brand recalls how Mandela enjoined them to maintain mental and physical discipline, getting them to follow his example of self-improvement through voracious study. He insisted, We are not criminals, but political prisoners, and we must respect the guards as men doing their job and not make life difficult for them. This is the same moral clarity that gave his nation the truth and reconciliation process, thereby avoiding a vengeful bloodbath. Brand maintained contact with Mandela after he had become president and wrote a wonderful homage to his hero in the book Mandela, My Prisoner, My Friend. I also spent some hours interviewing Butelezi, a Zulu prince and one of Mandela's fellow freedom fighters. Despite a political rift that sparked something close to civil war between the largely Zulu followers of Butelezi's Encarta party and Mandela's ANC, the two remained friends to the end. Butelezi recalls a late meeting shortly before Mandela's death when they reminisced and talked about their life journeys. The regulated self. This again illustrates Mandela's extraordinary ability to keep friendship and ideals separate. Most leaders speak with passion about their beliefs, finding affinity in friends and supporters. Mandela's lesson for leadership today concerns the toughest challenge any of us faces, especially leaders. The regulated self. What is the self? It is hard to pin down neurologically and metaphorically. At the centre is consciousness, 
the node that attempts to control the flow of experience, achievement, desire, distraction and thought. Mandela's self was crowded with powerful competing forces, deeply held beliefs, love for people and ideas, as well as the continual intrusion of hostile people and malevolent institutions. He was forced to endure more than most men, but his struggles resonate with leaders everywhere. All leaders have goals, but too many lack a compelling, noble purpose that goes beyond everyday corporate heroism or glorification. What else makes Mandela's leadership stand out? 1. We all tend to muddle facts and values, interpreting the meaning of neutral information according to our preferences and prejudices. Mandela's reality was deeply emotional, but he stood by his reason and its fundamental assumptions, impartiality and without sentiment. 2. Too many leaders fight their enemies before they understand them. Mandela knew his enemies, taught himself their language, learned to enjoy their sports and tastes. He had a gift for what I call decentering, knowing what the world looks like through others' eyes, especially his enemies. It gave him the power to co-opt people and influence their opinions. 3. Like many leaders, Mandela compartmentalised his life. It can impose a cost on relationships, as he discovered, but elsewhere he proved how this can protect values and principles. He loved his friends, whatever their ideology, and harmonised every aspect of living with empathic humanism. 4. When leaders face tough decisions, they often seek facts and advice. These are helpful when calculating the likely effects of decisions, but the best leaders, like Mandela, assert their right to define the framework, to shape the when and how of decisions, not being hurried by the demands of others, and being prepared to wait for the moment that will yield the best outcomes. 5. Mandela championed the values of lifelong learning with all who knew him. Leaders today are often too busy, lacking space for learning, rumination and deliberation before action. 6. Leaders need to know their leadership situation as the ground shifts under them, so they can say their task is done and it's time for a new person to take charge of the transformed situation, as Mandela did when he stepped down from office. This takes great perception, courage, selflessness and self-control. Mandela ended his leadership story with this inspired act. Too few leaders do likewise. Mandela's legacy. What happened in post-apartheid South Africa is one of the most remarkable stories of modern times. Much of the dream has gone sour, but nonetheless, among the young, the rainbow nation is being born anew and can be seen on the streets of the nation's cities. This is Mandela's legacy, despite the many abuses of power and failures of institutions in the new South Africa. Business and professional organisations need vision. All leaders, Mandela included, have weaknesses, hotspots and deficiencies, but these do not, for the most part, render them unfit to lead. Their flaws lie in self-deception. Lack of true conviction and moral courage, inability to see beyond what is in their field of vision and lack of understanding of the human heart. This renders them captive to systems that they fail to command. It makes them fearful and cynical about radical change and lacking in confidence to assert their right to lead. 
let them look to great leaders for inspiration and then back at themselves. Nigel Nicholson is Professor of Organisational Behaviour at London Business School. For more fresh ideas from London Business School Review, visit london.edu forward slash LBSR.